guys, what's up? I'm in Paris, France this week. Merci beaucoup, uh, if that's how you say it. Anyways, this is the Wabi Sabi podcast number 35. We're going to talk about this place that I love. Sometimes I hate it, but it's where we go when things maybe aren't really going our way. And it's called the high road. And I hope to see you there at the top because there are so many lessons to learn from this place called The High Road. This is the Wabi Sabi Podcast, and I'm your host, Candace Kay. Wow. So what was really funny was when I was actually packing for this trip, I had an old modeling folder on one of my desks, and I moved it, and it opened up and spilled out all these old composite cards of mine um, from my good old modeling days, which I still kind of continue to do, uh, not by choice, but more so as a public figure and branding. And what was so funny was everybody keeps doing this, like, 10-year-ago challenge. Like, it's really that important to see what you looked like 10 years ago. I think it's more probably about how much we've grown and developed um, into who we are as as possibly better people now from where we were 10 years ago. But um, yeah, that was me 10 years ago, like just staring at myself on a composite card. And that girl had no idea what she was in for. And I feel so grateful, my hands on my heart, to be a part of Create Cultivate's top 100 entrepreneurial female list this year. Thank you so much to Jacqueline and her crew at Create and Cultivate. Um, In saying that, and also being one of Arianna Huffington's uh, top 20 new role models and being one of Well and Good's um, head uh, ambassadors or council members um, and also kind of almost always making these lists here and there, I think it's important for me to call out how incredibly painful my last 10 years have been. And if we're going to talk about a challenge, I have mountains and valleys that I could tell you about that I've had to get through on my own. And this is a really great place for us to have a safe place because a lot of you guys write to me in confidence about your problems and what you've been going through and saying thank you for telling my truth and for being so real. But honestly, you shouldn't have to thank me for being real. We should try to convince the rest of this particular department and wellness that we all are part of to be more real. Um, You don't have to thank me. I can't be any other way. I couldn't be fake if you fucking wanted me to be. I mean, I guess I could be if you paid me, but I really would not be interested in being a fake person. And I think you could nod right now and agree. Uh, It's too painful. It's just not real. It feels really cheesy. (laughs) My dad and I were watching something the other day and I was like, I walked over to my dad. He's like watching Discovery and some guy's like, hey, my name is Mike and I'm going to be hosting this show today. It's so great. And I was like, hey, dad cheesy (laughs) and he's like what what do you mean and I was like well like this guy is so like playing a role and it's so cheesy like if you could just be more of a normal person when you host a show like it's weird anyways but yeah there are lots of mountains and valleys and peaks and rugged canyons and depths of the sea and drowning that I've gone through and I use nature as an analogy to how drastic and deep and wide and fast and hard and slow this career has been. But I want to be honest with you guys, you know, like I love your feedback. I love how you write to me. 
it shows that I'm showing you who I really am with my mask off. And um, I love it. I, I think that this podcast has been both cathartic and therapeutic for all of us together as a whole. And if you can agree, I will obviously continue to do this. It's a huge time commitment for me to do this every week, especially because now that you are traveling with me and you know that I'm in fabulous Paris and then I go to London and Amsterdam, I'm really going to try to do a podcast with my sister at her bike shop in London. But let's see what happens. She's way cooler than me, remember. So I'd have to make it onto her schedule. <laughs> so a lot of you write to me about your confidence issues. And a lot of you write to me about struggles with work and finding out where you want to go with work. So there's this place called The High Road. And I think it's kind of like a hybrid for us to all talk today about how being a bigger and better person and being the individual that doesn't lash out at others and that keeps their cool during the tough times. It's kind of like if you were on this adventure and let's say you and a crew are out, you know, hiking the Grand Canyon and, and you run out of food or water. And instead of being the person that freaks out or yells at somebody or just goes crazy and bonkers, it's better to like collectively think about what you can do to help make the situation better. So with the high road, um, I guess I'm going to use some examples that I've been through over the last decade plus so that we can sort of utilize that 10-year challenge into a much more useful idea today on the podcast. So um, modeling really taught me how to hustle. And I know that sounds silly, but for anybody out there who's an actor, a musician, a model, a TV host, um, if you're in the arts, you understand what that's like. You have to always be pushing the pavement somewhere. And you have to do it with grace and love because otherwise people really won't want to work with you. So I was taught a lot about patience when I was really young and I was about 18 and I started fit modeling which meant, you know, gathering up all my fitting stuff, which is like bras or undergarments or even like a jar of peanut butter that I would have to scoop out and eat in a dressing room sometimes. Um, I fainted many times in fittings because you're standing for hours at a time getting pinned and like giving feedback and talking about inseams and outseams and seams cracking. And it's, it's not a really pretty job, to be honest. But I had a lot of fun because the people I worked with made it fun. And I always was taught that if you're a pleasure to work with, that people will want to rebook you. If you're really good at your job, people will want to rebook you. If you're a yes ma'am, yes sir kind of girl, I got you. I'm going to make this easy for you. I'm going to work hard for you. I'm committed to you kind of girl. You're going to blow up. That's the right attitude to always have. And if you feel entitled like people owe you shit and you don't start emails with a good morning, how are you? How's everything going? How can I make things easier? If you're entitled and you're not starting out your day wanting to be of service to others, but yet trying to see what everybody can do for you, I'm so sorry to be the first person to tell you this, but not only are you obnoxious as fuck, but you will not make it in this life. And I don't hang out with people like that because they waste a lot of my time and so the, the kinds of people that we hire and we structure with our business and all the brands that I work with is we hire and work with people that are efficient, kind, empathetic, and that know how to work and execute. And that is so important. 
There are other podcasts on the Wabi Sabi pod lineup that you can check out that are more business related. But today I want to talk more about the personal struggles with the high road. So remember, you you want to be a pleasure to work with almost all the time, even if that may, means taking the high road. So be easy to work with, be grateful, and lead with the attitude of being of service. So you can also learn to be the individual that always stays calm. A great way to practice this is to meditate. Let's take a deep breath in. And deep breath out. And a deep breath in. And a deep breath out. Sometimes that's all you'll need in between an email or a text that fucking pisses you off. Just breathe into it. Don't write back to it right away. Stay calm. May the force be with you. Channel Yoda or the Dalai Lama, Princess Diana, Oprah, Brene Brown, Don Miguel Ruiz, the Pope. (laughs) Channel somebody who's got their shit together and that stays pretty calm. When you're calm during the storm, you can see so much more vibrant of what's going on. And I think another part of being an entrepreneur is there are no hard and fast rules to what you do. And much like we learned in episode 34, everyone is just throwing spaghetti at the wall. You can't tell me that the person in the office right now knows what he's doing. He's throwing spaghetti at the wall all day. So we are all really just learning, especially because we're in such a transitional time. It's such a pleasure to work with people that stay calm, that are quiet, and that don't talk about themselves all the time. So when you find people that are like that, um, treat them really well and like learn to spend more time with them and maybe figure out like what do they do to stay calm. In my case, the things that also help me to stay calm are bar method or pure bar or yoga, like core power, deep breathing and meditations. And of course, matcha tea helps me to stay calm and focused every morning. And that's because it contains L-theanine and L-theanine helps you to stay totally focused and calm at the same time. Coincidentally, this is true. And this is why the monks in Asia drink it and also the samurai once did as well. And it also doesn't give you jolty like crazy caffeine hits the way coffee does. So if you go to the matchashop.com, we've got a whole download called the Matcha Masterclass. And it's only $9.95. Um, and you can get my matcha cleanse also and get really lean and hot. Um, I also noticed on my composite card, I cannot believe this, but my physique is actually better now than it was 10 years ago. And you can see how I did it on the matcha cleanse. Go to the matchashop.com. It's only $9.95 and you can get a bundle with both matcha masterclass and the matcha cleanse, which is so hot, for $14.95. So moving back to staying calm, there are a lot of different tactics we can use. 
You need to learn how to get more sleep also. And a lot of people write to me about their sleep problems. I think one thing we need to all try to do is either take a magnesium supplement, work out earlier in the day if you can. Don't overstimulate your brain with your phone or your computer late at night. And take an Epsom salt bath with some lavender oil if you can every night. Um, Naturopathica makes these great bath flakes that I love. And so does Goop. Oh, my God. Um, it's really nice to take an Epsom salt bath. If you're really poor and creative, you can just take regular old Epsom salt that's on sale and add cheapo lavender oil to it and enjoy or light some candles. You know, be good to yourself. Treat yourself like you are your own best friend, as Dion, Diane von Verstenberg once said. I take my hat off to those French. They are cool as fuck. They're calm too. They're they're really they really are cooler than us. <laughs> now, when you're in a scuzzy with somebody, so this is another question that happens a lot. It's like, well, if you're creative, you don't really want anybody telling you what to do because the point of being an artist is to create the new, and that's all I'm wired to do. And I often get interviewed from different magazines on this, but it's like the process doesn't really exist for me because the process is always continuously improving, much like Kaizen in Japanese. So when we're talking about seeing all sides, maybe when you're having a discrepancy, um, this is important in taking the high road. So let's just say at work or at home, you come into a disagreement with someone in my case, you know, I've had a couple of different scenarios where I've been crushed by not seeing eye to eye with other people. And instead of, you know, going off the rails, which I don't do because I try to stay focused and calm and, you know, I take care of myself better than I ever have before so that I can like Steve Jobs or Phil Knight everything <laughs> like a Jedi mind. So if you if you really can think about that Jedi mindset that's going to get you off to the races. It's like be open-minded and see the, the other person's perspective. It, it also helps you to like ease up on the other person. Um, Dale Carnegie states in his books to really pick and choose wisely when you argue with others, but he highly recommends no, not arguing with others. So if you haven't read How to Win Friends and Influence People and you want to be an entrepreneur, or you just want to have better relationships with people, deeper, faster, wider, greater, more profound relationships. It's an incredible time, like it stood the test of time kind of book. I was just trying to say it's a, like a classic and I highly recommend it. You just want to appeal to higher motives, appeal to those who are better, smarter, brighter, and more successful than you. Appeal to the nobles of those who have truly proven that they are worthy of success. Try to see all sides and be open-minded. Okay, so this is another point. Um, this one's pretty tough, and it's a point I wanted to make, and it's like me saying this. What do you do when somebody unloads on you? And you know exactly what I mean by that, guys. I had three different people unload their shit on me the last few weeks, and I was really um, surprised 
first and foremost, because I sometimes I wonder if these people thought through what they were going to say to me before they said it. And then I was like, dude, this is awful. Like, I I don't want to do that to anyone. Like, I love my family and my friends. And I if somebody pushes my buttons and like, you know, if you push someone down the stairs, they're going to get back up and be pissed. That's what my th- my therapist used to say in New York. So like when somebody pushes my buttons, of course, I'm going to end up standing up for myself. And, you know, if you take a, a jab at me, well, yeah, I might come back at you. I'm not going to sit around. I'm Japanese and Polish and, and American. And that makes for, you know, a fighter. I'm a fucking scrapper over here raised by immigrant parents that told me, you know, my mom said when I was a kid on the playground, if somebody hits you, you better hit them back. And I was like, damn, Gina, all right. I get permission from my mom to hit them back. And luckily, nobody knocked, you know, me out. So <laughs> I always got along with everybody pretty well. Um, but I just, I can't tell you, like, how I never forgot that line from my mom when I was little. If somebody hit you, you better hit them back. She never wanted me to be a pussy. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> Oh, you gotta love the Japanese moms. So, um, yeah, dude, when people unload their shit on you and you know, if you're in Jedi mindset, you totally know when somebody's doing it. And it's, it's crazy. I know that my career has been tough and it hasn't been easy and everything's been perfectly imperfect. You guys have heard my stories of being poor and making money. You've heard my stories of, you know, living in the projects and living next to a squat house and having $200 in the bank or like having to take loans out numerous times and like living off of a credit card or just learning how to balance and manage finances or just getting like completely torn apart by all the boys in the food industry. All of it. Producers, directors, like nobody believed in me from the beginning. Even my own agents told me that healthy food and wellness was never going to be it. And what I'm trying to get at is that I've already been through it all. So when somebody starts to take their shit out on me, like telling me what they need, what they want, when they want it, how they want it. I'm sitting here like, whoa, dude. Whoa. This is fucking crazy. And I'm not saying this out loud. This is just my inside my head. I'm like, this person's fucking going off the rails on me right now. And I'm not going to forget it. They have this quote that says people will never remember what you said, but they will always remember how you make them feel. Oof! All those little bitches that made me feel yucky all these years. And they're not just women, but I certainly didn't forget how people made me feel. And you know what? When you work hard and you become the person that you were always meant to be with honesty and integrity and grace and hard work and grit, I feel that maybe one day those people will remember what they did and they'll see you on the cover of a magazine or on, you know, the biggest show in TV or whatever their clicking channels or they'll be at like the doctor's office and they pick up an article about you in Vogue and they say, oh my gosh, like I used to work with this girl. I The world has a really weird way and maybe it's the universe, God, Buddha, spirits, angels, 
of taking notes. And I just, I really firmly believe that it feels better to be a good person to the core than to be a shithead and try to get what you want through life. I remembered when Conan O'Brien was losing the Tonight Show spot and he had said something really profound about how you don't have to be um, condescending or you don't have to be a mean-spirited person to become successful. Like you can be kind and be empathetic to others and compassionate and still make it. And that's kind of always been the, the better Jedi mindset that I think I've taken on. But when someone's unloading on you, number one, first be aware of it. Number two, stay really calm. And number three, take some good notes. Don't lash back out. Don't respond. Give yourself a beat and have a moment to process what happened. It's so hard when you don't have a regular paycheck coming in every week to see people do this kind of stuff. It's like, I'm a fucking freelancer too, you know? Like, I don't think people realize how hard it's been, like, as Alexander McQueen did, and we talked about this last week, he supplemented his beautiful, incredibly talented fashion line of artistry with the world by working with some of the biggest design firms in the world. And that was just smart. And the weird thing is, is I didn't know he did that And I've been doing the same thing in my industry. I work to help to promote other brands to become bigger, better, and badder and cooler. And while I do that, I simultaneously help Candice Kumai, the matcha shop, and all of our amazing side hustle projects that I love doing. Um, And that's a sign of a true balanced artist who's just trying to make ends meet. So next time you might be teetering on going off the rails and unloading on someone or next time somebody's unloading on you take a minute to just think stay calm take a deep breath and hold it just give yourself that moment to remember what the high road looks like and I'll see you there at the top You know, a smarter friend once told me that if you really want to just satisfy certain people, she said, play their little game, friend. She's like, you're so smart. You already know this. But play their little game. And this is an interesting one because, you know, sometimes I think it's okay to do this strategy. But sometimes I think it's not okay. This is the year 2019 that I wanted to get anything away from me that wasn't working for me anymore. And I wanted to only do projects that were of service to others. Um, And what I mean by that is I want to write more pieces on culture and health and wellness that helps other people. And I want to work with underprivileged girls with globalgirlsglow.org. And I want to start working, um, on more profound stories that are life-changing and thought-provoking and emotion-evoking that can help to change the world, even if it's just one little person's opinion or feelings or thoughts at a time. Like if I could tell you right now that studies show that if millennials choose a job where they're helping other people and being of service, 
it's the greatest trick to finding out that you might actually love your job. So if you're not working at a charity already, I highly recommend getting into one. You can join us at globalgirlsglow.org. Um, we help to empower and inspire and educate girls all over the world. I'm so excited. That's why I'm here in Paris to tell you a little bit more about our launches coming up on this podcast. I'm I'm thrilled, enamored, excited. Um, Kylie, our founder, is profoundly the most beautiful woman. Um, she'll be coming on the podcast one day, too. I'm so excited. And what matters is not the people that have big flashy names and big butts and big boobs, but what matters is the people that are making big differences, big improvements and big smiles happen. That, my friend, is not being a selfish, profitable, conniving, manipulative person. There are too many of those out there. And that's not what I'll ever be doing this for. I mean, man, do I struggle. <laughs> and I know you do too. I know you do too. Write me your love letters. Tell me what you want to hear about and what helps you get through your day. Wabi fucking sabi. Everything is perfectly imperfect. Again, I don't know if I really agree with the play their game strategy, but a friend once told me that. And she's a really good person and really smart. Now, if you can just be honest and play fair all along the road. The high road is made up of people that play fair, that are smart and driven to do the right thing every time. They're honest and they work with integrity and they're graceful, they're talented, and they know they're good at what they do, but they don't have to say it all the time. They just show, they never tell. And that's the beautiful Japanese way of working, even if it's just as a child to a parent and a parent to a child. Referring to children watch what their parents do, not by what they say. And that helps us to remember that every little action that you're taking will show people who you are. When somebody shows you who they are, believe them. <sighs> okay, and lastly on our list of seeing you at this place called the high road. I will always and forever want you to let your work speak for itself. It's hard in a world of wannabes and fakes and copycats to stay the course and stay original. Um, there's a little part inside of my heart and deep in my gut and soul right now that hurts for those of us artists who have been copied, like people have copied us or they... Um, maybe they've trolled us or maybe they've like done the haterville stuff and it's important to stop this behavior like copycats shouldn't be commended for their work and they know who they are and I just pray that they will continue to understand that you can knock off a Louis Vuitton or you can knock off a a Gucci or, I mean, I'm only naming fashion because it's so easy to use that example, but you could never outsmart the original. And although they say that it's the greatest form of sincerity in copying someone, I just, it hurts because as a little girl who was half Japanese who grew up creating things like we 
designed like California missions for our projects or did those fucking dioramas all day and painted and mom taught art classes out of our house and grandpa's art exhibits were displayed all over Japan and Kyoko Kumai, my aunt's displays um, of her tapestry steel wool art at the MoMA, just like reading all their books and seeing the pictures and the pamphlets and the postcards. And that was, that was real. That was so fucking pure and real. And when you watch somebody put fucking pen to paper and write a song, or maybe they paint a picture, or maybe they design a dress, but when you see original work, maybe it's a book or photography, I just am so like bleeding at every like possible place in my heart out for those people. I feel you. I see you. I'm here for you. And I swear it takes one to know one. Every time I've ever met a mentor who was so special to me, even if they were highly successful, like Ariana Huffington or maybe it's Al, Al Roker. Those are two of my mentors. Maybe it's um, Juliana and Jason at E, which by the way, I'll be back on in February. I'm so excited with more wellness reports. Um, it's it's so beautiful to see the humility behind the OG people that have already made it that know how to share their success with others. And you know what? Humility is such a beautiful trait. Please don't forget the last thing on my list. I can't see anymore because it got dark. The sun went down. Well, it's to let your hard work speak for itself, right, guys? Let your attitude and your grace and the love in your heart speak for itself. You don't have to be a shitty person to make it. You don't have to show your ass and your tits all day. And you certainly don't need to knock anybody off. You should be original. You should be confident in the work that you do on yourself profoundly on your own. And if you don't know what originality means, it means sitting down to your desk or your art table or in your studio, and it means creating original work from scratch. That goes for recipes too, guys. For those of you who write recipes who have never written them before, have fun. Ay, ay, ay. I swear, culinary school cost me 50 Gs and it was totally worth it. Cooking on the line cost me nothing, but it was many years of free work and it taught me everything. Some of the best jobs that you'll ever learn from in your lifetime will be the jobs that are unpaid. If you have an opportunity to help somebody that you admire at an internship, take it. And when you have the opportunity next time where things aren't going your way, where somebody's going off on you, where somebody's trying to tear you apart, where somebody's not making you feel good, I'll see you at this place called the high road. I know where it is and I know where I'm going and I'll see you there. And now it's time for Instagram questions. <laughs> Remember when I told my dad, uh, cheesy. <laughs> oh my God. Pretty sure he just pretty much is pretty annoyed with me. I've been doing those voices, by the way, you guys, my entire life, like since I was a little girl. I'll be like, hey guys, what's up? Or my mom, when she says, okay, now you are going to be on the E! News soon. Make sure you are giving them the correct information. I'm going to make sure that I tell people about the schedule, but sometimes you change it. It's really annoying. 
Yeah, Mom, that happens in TV all the time. (laughs) Okay, some good questions came in today. Alice Anderson wrote, as an empath, I attract energy drainers. What techniques um, do you use to block them out? Really good question, Alice. Um, We just kind of talked about that today, ironically. Uh, You didn't know this, but the high road is exactly what you should be doing when an energy drainer comes your way. Um, Also, stay away from those people. Just get them out. Unfollow block bless as luke story and gabby bernstein my dear friends say get them fucking out of your life you don't need people remember what gabby and luke say block forgive delete bless it's better to take the high road all along the way i love you gabby and luke you taught me a lot it's so great when you're in stuff together with other real people because we get the same kind of like weirdo haterville people and it's like, dude, shut the fuck up. You fucking walk a day in my shoes and then tell me what to do. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, and also the techniques to block them out. I mean, truly meditation is a blessing. Prayer for others is a blessing. And just ignoring is a blessing. Silence is golden. You're better than that. So just take the high road. Um, Madoka415 asked, what about self-confidence in a relationship? So confidence is something that you've got to use regularly, like a muscle. Like it's like something you've got to exercise. So um, do what makes you feel good. Like for me, I feel great when I work out and when I eat healthy and I get a lot of sleep and I look like a million bucks. And when you look good, you feel good. And then your whole world starts to improve. Now, you don't have to just work out. You could easily do something like cook with your friends, go, you know, set up a cool date for your boyfriend or girlfriend, make them feel good. Sometimes it makes me feel good to uh, make other people feel good. Um, You can also go get a blowout or, you know, get your nails did or get a massage. You know, like sometimes you need to get out of your head. So just a beach walk or a swim stand up paddle or a surf, a hike or fishing. You could even just go on a mini retreat solo that's really, really popular. But you need to work on your self-confidence also. So reading empowering books like um, Calling in the One or Fulfilled by Anna Usim or I'm trying to think of some others. Oh, I guess um, Arianne Huffington's books are really powerful, too. She has one called Thrive. Um, And surrounding yourself with more empowering women is key. So ditch the losers, delete them, and pick up some fucking confident, badass friends that keep you on that pavement and going up to the high road on the same level. Girl on the heave asks... Will I ever see your dad on the podcast? I feel like he would dish out a lot of wise words. Girl, you better fucking (laughs) know this is true. Okay, so this is interesting because we've had a lot of requests to have my parents on. And you guys, come on. You know me. Of course I've asked them. And they both look at me together and they go, no. My mom says, when you get your own studio and you have us, okay, maybe. And my sister and I at Christmas were like, dude. If you two had a podcast or just like if you just like let somebody record your your conversations, they would like blow the fuck up. (laughs) And they were like, really? My dad's like, really? Well, we didn't know you were so interesting. 
you'd probably say, well, maybe one day, perhaps. If you want a visual of my dad, too, he looks like Jeff Bridges, the dude, the big Lebowski. And I love him. Um, I'll try to have him on, you guys. You're so right. He's probably one of the wisest people I know. He was drafted into the U.S. military at 21. He came over from Poland on a boat when he was 11. He learned how to adapt to English very quickly as a kid. Totally different world from the farm in Poland over to Connecticut. And then he was a nuclear auditor for his entire life, which means that if you, as he says, in my room of work, there is zero room for error. Means he had a high stress job. One day, I promise, guys, just stay tuned and keep telling your friends about this podcast, and then maybe great rewards will come. Michelle Navarez said, Do you have any advice on how to deal with friends that gossip? I, how do I politely not ga- engage in it? Oh my God, I love you, Michelle. This is a great question. Fuck that. It's seriously, it's such a waste of time sometimes. Sure, you can pick up a tabloid at the nail place or like at the dentist and take a peep at it. But know that the majority of it is garbage anyways. Very rarely do you see heartfelt, profound stories in those. And I used to work for one of the um, publishing houses that that also published tabloids. But I wasn't I was at Men's Fitness and Shape. So it's at very nice publications. Um, I was an editor there and I was like, what is the deal with this? And, you know, people use tabloids and gossip as escapism from their own life. So the biggest way that you can avoid it is to just have an awesome life, truly, because when your life is filled with so much awesome, you don't really have time for gossip. I hate to say this, but you might need to make some new friends because that shit's a waste of time. I can't handle people that talk shit on other people. Um, C. Nunez wrote, do you have any morning or night rituals? Um, almost always I like to take these amazing Epsom salt baths before bed. And I try to read a self-help book before I can go to sleep. Or sometimes I do Japanese flashcards. They're so radical. Um, I also, you know, I try to make time to go out and see friends now or like go out on a hot date and I make time for it now and I used to not do that and it's really put a lot of good balance into my life. Um, In the morning, I always make matcha tea uh, with matcha love, a touch of almond milk and collagen powder and I go and work out. Um, I try to do the bar class and if you guys must know, I use a lot of weights and I do extra squats after bar class because... I like having a nice ass and I don't need to put it all over Instagram. Keep it classy, guys. Uh, More rituals, just being a good person and practicing kindness, even when things don't go my way. Wabi sabi, always. Um, I am Jules Ray's asked, and this is the last question for today. How do you work through the dark moments and the times that you experience the, the darkness? Well... Let me tell you, I'm quite attracted to people that have a dark side. My therapist, Anna Yusim, and I figured that out. I don't know why, and it's usually a secret dark side. Maybe it's a reflection of myself. You have to learn to embrace that the two coexist. So when you're in a downtime, and if you have depression, it could be a perfectly sunny day, and you could still have depression. That's normal. Um, You have to know that one can't exist without the other. And you must learn to embrace the good times when they come because they make them that much more profoundly special. 
So right now, while I'm traveling through Europe, Paris, and Amsterdam, London, um, I'm meeting all the publishers that publish my book internationally here, and I'm full of grace for the project, but it didn't make the project any easier. It actually made things a lot more complex and really, really tough on my schedule and my body. But I have to practice grace and I have to practice kindness and empathy um, and be grateful. Gratitude is a good practice through the dark times. Like when you're burning at both ends of the candle and you're traveling to, you know, five different countries and somebody's still taking the trash out on you, which is what we talked about earlier today when people unload on you, um, you have to find a way to get through the struggle on your own and everyone is different. So nothing on this podcast is preachy. Everything is what works for you works for you. So I highly recommend for you to find what works for you through the darkness. Sometimes in retrospect, I think of the monks that are chanting all across the world for us every single day for hours at a time. They are praying, sending light into dark places because they realize and know in life, dark places exist everywhere. People are suffering everywhere and we must pray for them and their peace and to alleviate their suffering. If you can find a way to be of service to others every day, it could be volunteering at a shelter. It could be volunteering with kids at an after-school program with the Boys and Girls Club. It could be donating more of your clothes to the Salvation Army. You know, if you're con your closet, don't forget to give to those who need it. Be a generous and gracious soul and give to others more often. And you'll find if you keep yourself really busy and you exercise every day and you stop focusing so much on the darkness that it does let up a little bit. And much like the analogy of Kintsugi, which you'll learn in my new book, Kintsugi Wellness, which I highly recommend you all get for Valentine's Day, like ASAP, self-love, hashtag self-love. Um, this is a Valentine's Day gift you can give to anyone you love. It's a beautiful book that only helped me get through my darkness. And I wanted you to have the same thing. Komorebi is the flicker of light in between the leaves of the trees when you're hiking or when you're out in the woods. It's the one thing that kept me going sometimes in my darkness. Just get yourself out of bed and out of the darkness and out of that situation. And please call, you know, any suicide hotline if you're ever feeling super down um, there are so many available hotlines to call and we can talk to you and also know that who you are is so special to the world and there is only you, beautiful you. And as Dr. Seuss says, why would you, if you, wait, <laughs> we are all born to be different. Why would you want to fit in if you stand out? You know, shine, glow. Don't forget to check out E! News on February 19th. I'll be back on. I'm so excited. We're going to talk about wellness. Uh, I can't give away the topic yet. It's really juicy, but I'm writing the report for it now. Um, also, Create Cultivate has an amazing list of the top 100 ladies in entrepreneurship, whatever you call it, 2019. Thank you again to everybody there. It was so good to see you girls. I'm so excited to be on the list with a ton of my friends like Lauren Everts, Lo Bosworth, um, Allie and Jared 
Jerabine is how I know her name. A lot of you guys have these cute Instagram names and I'm like, wait, what? Um, and Jenna Kutcher's on the list. I love her. She's my girl crush. Um, and Jacqueline, who started Create Cultivate, has a book called Work Party that you should check out. And a huge shout out to her for the best party. It was like so bananas. And um, yeah, I'm just going to make sure the lighting looks better when we take photos. <laughs> I love you guys. Have a great week. Wabi Sabi, right? I can't win them all. Um, I'll see you in Paris and London and the Netherlands, and maybe I'll smoke a joint for you or two or three while I'm in Amsterdam. This is the Wabi Sabi pod. Share it with a friend, write a five-star review. If you're listening to all of these, that's all you have to do to keep them going. I know who you are because you haven't written yours yet. Have you book and podcast review? Okay. That's what I thought. Don't forget. And for those of you who have written your five-star review, God bless you. My hand is on my heart. I love you. Have a great week. Don't forget how awesome you are and how everything in this lifetime will always be perfectly imperfect. Hey, oh wait, I'm not going to say sayonara. I'm going to say merci and um, yeah, ciao for now. Keep it real, guys. I'm going to go see some Frenchmen. Here we go. The Beret. <laughs>